This episode of Getting the Word with Truth's Table is brought to you by IVP. What does it look like to help children process sadness, anger, and unanswered prayer when encountering the death of a loved one? Keep listening to learn more about Lacey Finn Borgo's new children's book, All Will Be Well. And by Truth's Table. If you've been blessed by these daily audio Bible podcast readings, please consider supporting Truth's Table on Patreon at patreon.com slash truthstable. This is IVP. Get in the Word with Truth's Table. Your word is truth, your word is life. Presented by Innervar City Press. Your word is truth, your word is life. The Daily Audio Bible Podcast, read by Dr. Christina Edmondson. And Akemeni Uwan. Let's get in the Word, and may the Word get in us. Open our eyes, that we may behold wonderful things in your Word. Old Testament reading, Ezekiel chapter 2 through Ezekiel chapter 4. Ezekiel chapter 2, beginning at verse 1, Ezekiel's commission. He said to me, Son of man, stand on your feet, and I will speak with you. As he spoke to me, a wind came into me and stood me on my feet and I heard the one speaking to me. He said to me, Son of man, I am sending you to the house of Israel, to rebellious nations who have rebelled against me. Both they and their fathers have revolted against me to this very day. The people to whom I am sending you are obstinate and hard-hearted, and you must say to them, This is what the Sovereign Lord says. And as for them, whether they listen or not, for they are a rebellious house, they will know that a prophet has been among them. But you, son of man, do not fear them, and do not fear their words. Even though briars and thorns surround you, and you live among scorpions, do not fear their words, and do not be terrified of the looks they give you, for they are a rebellious house. You must speak my words to them whether they listen or not, for they are rebellious. As for you, son of man, listen to what I am saying to you. Do not rebel like that rebellious house. Open your mouth and eat what I am giving you. Then I looked and realized a hand was stretched out to me, and in it was a written scroll. He unrolled it before me, and it had writing on the front and back. Written on it were laments, mourning, and woe. Ezekiel chapter 3. He said to me, Son of man, eat what you see in front of you. Eat this scroll, and then go and speak to the house of Israel. So I opened my mouth, and he fed me the scroll. He said to me, Son of man, feed your stomach and fill your belly with this scroll I am giving to you. So I ate it, and it was sweet like honey in my mouth. He said to me, Son of man, go to the house of Israel and speak my words to them, for you are not being sent to a people of unintelligible speech and difficult language, but to the house of Israel. 
not to many people's unintelligible speech and difficult language whose words you cannot understand. Surely, if I had sent you to them, they would listen to you. But the house of Israel is unwilling to listen to you because they are not willing to listen to me. For the whole house of Israel is hard-headed and hard-hearted. I have made your face adamant to match their faces and your forehead hard to match their foreheads. I have made your forehead harder than flint, like diamond. Do not fear them or be terrified of the looks they give you, for they are a rebellious house. And he said to me, Son of man, take all my words that I speak to you to heart and listen carefully. Go to the exiles, to your fellow countrymen, and speak to them. Say to them, This is what the Sovereign Lord says, whether they pay attention or not. Ezekiel before the exiles. Then a wind lifted me up, and I heard a great rumbling sound behind me as the glory of the Lord rose from its place, and the sound of the living beings' wings brushing against each other, and the sound of the wheels alongside them, a great rumbling sound. A wind lifted me up and carried me away. I went bitterly, my spirit full of fury, and the hand of the Lord rested powerfully on me. I came to the exiles at Tel Abib, who lived by the Kebar River. I sat dumbfounded among them, where they were living for seven days. At the end of seven days, the Lord's message came to me. Son of man, I have appointed you a watchman for the house of Israel. Whenever you hear a word from my mouth, you must give them a warning from me. When I say to the wicked, you will certainly die, and you do not warn him, you do not speak out to warn the wicked to turn from his wicked lifestyle so that he may live, that wicked person will die for his iniquity, but I will hold you accountable for his death. But as for you, if you warn the wicked and he does not turn from his wicked deed and from his wicked lifestyle, he will die from his iniquity, but you will have saved your own life. When a righteous person turns from his righteousness and commits iniquity, and I set an obstacle before him, he will die. If you have not warned him, he will die for his sin. The righteous deeds he performed will not be considered, but I will hold you accountable for his death. However, if you warn the righteous person not to sin, and he does not sin, he will certainly live because he was warned, and you will have saved your own life. Isolated and silenced, the hand of the Lord rested on me there, and he said to me, Get up, go out to the valley, and I will speak with you there. So I got up and went out to the valley, and the glory of the Lord was standing there, just like the glory I had seen by the Kabar River, and I threw myself face down. Then a wind came into me and stood me on my feet. The Lord spoke to me and said, Go shut yourself in your house. As for you, son of man, they will put ropes on you and tie you up with them, so you cannot go out among them. I will make your tongue stick to the roof of your mouth, so that you will be silent and unable to reprove them, for they are a rebellious house. But when I speak with you, I will loosen your tongue, and you must say to them, This is what the Sovereign Lord says. Those who listen will listen, but the indifferent will refuse, for they are a rebellious house. Ezekiel chapter 4 Ominous Object Lessons And you, son of man, take a brick and set it in front of you. Inscribe a city on it, Jerusalem. Lay siege to it. Build siege works against it. Erect a siege ramp against it. Post soldiers outside it and station battering rams around it. Then for your part, take an iron frying pan and set it up as an iron wall between you and the city. Set your face toward it. It is to be under siege. You are to besiege it. This is a sign for the house of Israel. Also, for your part, lie on your left side and place the iniquity of the house of Israel on it. 
For the number of days you lie on your side, you will bear their iniquity. I have determined that the number of the years of their iniquity are to be the number of days for you, 390 days. So bear the iniquity of the house of Israel. When you have completed these days, then lie down a second time, but on your right side, and bear the iniquity of the house of Judah, 40 days. I have assigned one day for each year. You must turn your face toward the siege of Jerusalem with your arm bared and prophesy against it. Look here, I will tie you up with ropes so you cannot turn from one side to the other until you complete the days of your siege. As for you, take wheat, barley, beans, lentils, millet, and spelt. Put them in a single container and make food from them for yourself. For the same number of days that you lie on your side, 390 days you will eat it. The food you eat will be eight ounces a day by weight. You must eat it at fixed times. And you must drink water by measure, a pint and a half. You must drink it at fixed times. And you must eat the food as you would a barley cake. You must bake it in front of them over a fire made with dried human excrement. And the Lord said, This is how the people of Israel will eat their unclean food among the nations, where I will banish them. And I said, Ah, sovereign Lord. I have never been ceremonially defiled before. I have never eaten a carcass or an animal torn by wild beasts. From my youth up, unclean meat has never entered my mouth. So he said to me, All right then, I will substitute cow's manure instead of human excrement. You will cook your food over it. Then he said to me, Son of man, I am about to remove the bread supply in Jerusalem. They will eat their bread ration anxiously, and they will drink their water ration in terror because they will lack bread and water. Each one will be terrified, and they will rot for their iniquity. Jeremiah chapter 27, beginning at verse 1. Jeremiah counsels submission to Babylon. The Lord spoke to Jeremiah early in the reign of Josiah's son, King Zedekiah of Judah. The Lord told me, make a yoke out of leather straps and wooden crossbars and put it on your neck. Use it to send messages to the kings of Edom, Moab, Ammon, Tyre, and Sidon. Send them through the envoys who have come to Jerusalem to King Zedekiah of Judah. Charge them to give their masters a message from me. Tell them, the Lord of heaven's armies, the God of Israel, says to give your masters this message. I made the earth and the people and animals on it by my mighty power and great strength, and I give it to whomever I see fit. I have at this time placed all these nations of yours under the power of my servant, King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon. I have even made all the wild animals subject to him. All nations must serve him and his son and grandson until the time comes for his own nation to fall. Then many nations and great kings will in turn subjugate Babylon. But suppose a nation or kingdom will not be subject to King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon. Suppose it will not submit to the yoke of servitude to him. I, the Lord, affirm that I will punish that nation. I will use the king of Babylon to punish it with war, starvation, and disease until I have destroyed it. So do not listen to your prophets or to those who claim to predict the future by divination, by dreams, by consulting the dead, or by practicing magic. They keep telling you, you do not need to be subject to the king of Babylon. Do not listen to them, because their prophecies are lies. Listening to them will only cause you to be taken far away from your native land. I will drive you out of your country, and you will die in exile. Things will go better for the nation that submits to the yoke of servitude to the king of Babylon and is subject to him. I will leave that nation in its native land. Its people can continue to farm in it and live in it. I, the Lord, affirm it.
I told King Zedekiah of Judah the same thing. I said, submit to the yoke of servitude to the king of Babylon. Be subject to him and his people. Then you will continue to live. There is no reason why you and your people should die in war or from starvation or disease. That's what the Lord says will happen to any nation that will not be subject to the king of Babylon. Do not listen to the prophets who are telling you that you do not need to serve the king of Babylon, for they are prophesying lies to you. For I, the Lord, affirm that I did not send them. They are prophesying lies to you in my name. If you listen to them, I will drive you and the prophets who are prophesying lies out of the land, and you will all die in exile. I also told the priests and all the people, the Lord says, do not listen to what your prophets are saying. They are prophesying to you that the valuable articles taken from the Lord's temple will be brought back from Babylon very soon. But they are prophesying a lie to you. Do not listen to them. Be subject to the king of Babylon. Then you will continue to live. Why should this city be made a pile of rubble? I also told them, if they are really prophets and the Lord is speaking to them, let them pray earnestly to the Lord of heaven's armies. Let them plead with him not to let the valuable articles that are still left in the Lord's temple in the royal palace of Judah and in Jerusalem be taken away to Babylon. For the Lord of heaven's armies has already spoken about the two bronze pillars, the large bronze basin called the sea, and the movable bronze stands. He has already spoken about the rest of the valuable articles that are left in the city. He has already spoken about these things that King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon did not take away when he carried Jehoiakim's son, King Jeconiah of Judah, and the nobles of Judah, and Jerusalem away as captives from Jerusalem to Babylon. Indeed, the Lord of heaven's armies, the God of Israel, has already spoken about the valuable articles that are left in the Lord's temple, in the royal palace of Judah, and in Jerusalem. He has said, They will be carried off to Babylon. They will remain there until it is time for me to show consideration for them again. Then I will bring them back and restore them to this place. I, the Lord, affirm this. New Testament reading, 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 11 through 2 Corinthians chapter 13. 2 Corinthians chapter 12, beginning at verse 11. The signs of an apostle. I have become a fool. You yourselves forced me to do it, for I should have been commended by you. For I lack nothing in comparison to those super apostles, even though I am nothing. Indeed, the signs of an apostle were performed among you with great perseverance by signs and wonders and powerful deeds. For how were you treated worse than the other churches except that I myself was not a burden to you? Forgive me this injustice. Look, for the third time, I am ready to come to you and I will not be a burden to you because I do not want your possessions but you. For children should not have to save up for their parents, but parents for their children. Now I will most gladly spend and be spent for your lives. If I love you more, am I to be loved less? But be that as it may, I have not burdened you. Yet because I was a crafty person, I took you in by deceit. I have not taken advantage of you through anyone I have sent to you, have I? I urged Titus to visit you and sent our brother along with him. Titus did not take advantage of you, did he? Did we not conduct ourselves in the same spirit? Did we not behave in the same way? Have you been thinking all this time that we have been defending ourselves to you? We are speaking in Christ before God, and everything we do, dear friends, is to build you up. For I am afraid that somehow when I come, I will not find you what I wish, and you will find me, not what you wish. I am afraid that somehow there may be quarreling, jealousy, intense anger, selfish ambition, slander, gossip, 
arrogance and disorder. I am afraid that when I come again, my God may humiliate me before you, and I will grieve for many of those who previously sinned and have not repented of the impurity, sexual immorality, and licentiousness that they have practiced. 2 Corinthians chapter 13, beginning at verse 1. Paul's third visit to Corinth. This is the third time I am coming to visit you. By the testimony of two or three witnesses, every matter will be established. I said before when I was present the second time, and now, though absent, I say again to those who sinned previously and to all the rest that if I come again, I will not spare anyone, since you are demanding proof that Christ is speaking through me. He is not weak toward you, but is powerful among you, for indeed he was crucified by reason of weakness, but he lives because of God's power. For we also are weak in him, but we will live together with him because of God's power toward you. Put yourselves to the test to see if you are in the faith. Examine yourselves, or do you not recognize regarding yourselves that Jesus Christ is in you? Unless indeed you fail the test. And I hope that you realize that we have not failed the test. Now we pray to God that you may not do anything wrong, not so that we may appear to have passed the test, but so that you may do what is right, even if we may appear to have failed the test. For we cannot do anything against the truth, but only for the sake of the truth. For we rejoice whenever we are weak, but you are strong. And we pray for this, that you may become fully qualified. Because of this, I am writing these things while absent, so that when I arrive, I may not have to deal harshly with you by using my authority. The Lord gave it to me for building up, not for tearing down. Final exhortation. Finally, brothers and sisters, rejoice, set things right, be encouraged, agree with one another, live in peace, and the God of love and peace will be with you. Greet one another with a holy kiss. All the saints greet you. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. This is the word of God for the people of God. May God add a blessing to the reading of his word. Let us go boldly to God's throne of grace. Lord of heaven's armies, I thank you for your word. Thank you, O God, for the prophets and the apostles, O God. And we thank you, O God, for our great prophet, priest, and king, Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Thank you, O God, for the scriptures, O God, in both Jeremiah and Ezekiel, O God, um, um, and, 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 um, and in the New Testament, in Second Corinthians. Seeing the, the high price of what the calling, the prophetic calling costs, the cost of apostleship, the burden, the love, the deep love that led both Ezekiel and Jeremiah and Paul to obey your words, to speak what you told them to speak, to do what you told them to do, to bear the iniquity of Israel laying on each side, oh, consistently, oh goodness, the pain, how painful that must have been to have to do that, oh God, how painful um, the sores, you just think about just the practical things and, and only being able to eat what you prescribed and drink the amount of water that you prescribed at fixed times, oh God, such discipline, such obedience, all for the sake of love, loving you and loving the people of God to whom you have called them to prophesy, to be a prophet to, oh God, to prophesy the truth 
of your word to them. God, I thank you. I thank you, O God, and it points forward to the sacrifice that Jesus bore, O God. The obedience that Jesus demonstrated, O God, and going all the way, all the way to the cross, dying for our sins, O God, and our iniquities. That's love. That is love. Would you help us, O God, to be a people marked by love, to be willing to sacrifice, to do what it takes to speak the truth in love, to proclaim your truth, to prophesy your truth, no matter the cost. Would you rid us of any fear of man, fear of consequences? Help us, O God, to be bold in our faith and to do what you've called us to do. Help us, O Lord God, to put away all malice, all arrogance, slander, gossip, Help us to put away sexual immorality, O God. Help us to put away all of these things, these sinful ways that we used to live, but now we no longer live because we are crucified with Christ. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for empowering us, for sanctifying us, for making us more and more like Jesus. Would you help us to walk in the light, the beautiful light of Jesus Christ? I pray this all in the mighty and matchless name of Jesus. Amen. Lacey Finn Borgo's new book, All Will Be Well, tells the story of Julian, a little girl who is very sad and very angry that her grandmother, Mima, is sick. Julian wonders if God can hear her prayers or if God cares. So Mima explains to Julian that God loves us and that God can be trusted, even when we are sad or angry. This gentle story of a grandmother's love for her granddaughter incorporates the timeless wisdom of Julian of Norwich. Because of God's great love for us, all will be well. This book tackles the sensitive subjects of death and grief in a way that can be understood by children when adults read thoughtfully with them. And as a listener of this podcast, you can get 30% off plus free U.S. shipping when you use the promo code, the word. That's promo code T-H-E-W-O-R-D at ivpress.com. We pray this time of getting the word with Truth Table has encouraged us all to not only be hearers of God's word, but doers. Share your reflections on these scriptures with us on Twitter and Instagram using the hashtag GetInTheWord and hashtag TruthsTable. Saints, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things, practice these things, and the God of peace will be with you. Go with God. Get in the Word with Truth's Table is a production of InterVarsity Press. For 75 years, IVP has created and published resources that deepen lives for Christ to engage the university, church, and the world. Visit ivpress.com for more information. Our Bible reading plan is from biblestudytogether.com, and the Bible version is the new English translation used by permission. Sound engineering is from Pottery Studios, and our executive producer is Helen Lee. So oh.